Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Hey, gorgeous, it's Denise here, and welcome to Chill and Prosper. Today we're talking about a scary topic because it's Halloween. Um, I actually love Halloween. In Australia, um, we don't really celebrate it to the extent as, you know, definitely not like America and, you know, so not so much as, as in Europe, but we're starting to. And actually last year, Mark and I got so into Halloween. We went to Costco um, because we finally got a Costco. Oh my God, that's a scary experience for another day. But anyway, we went in there and we were just like, oh my God, look at these amazing things. And they had these nine foot skeletons. Now, nine, nine foot skeletons, they're pretty big, right? They're not the um, Home Depot 12 foot skeletons, which if you haven't seen them, please Google Costco, uh, sorry, Home Depot 12 foot skeletons because they are so giant and they're so big that people have to just leave them outside the whole time. Um, so anyway, they had these nine foot skeletons at Costco and um, as soon as we saw them, my daughter was, I don't know, four at the time, just burst into tears like she could not handle it and she was like please can we not get these skeletons but I was determined so we actually bought two of them because um, the house that we used to live in was on a corner plot and so I was like we need one for each side and um, these skeletons were motion detected ones and if anyone walked by they would say a few different things and one of them would be like would you like to dance to the grave? Are you next? And um, so we had to kind of humanize them a little bit for our kids because they were terrified. Um, so we called them Bob 1 and Bob 2. And that made it a little bit better um, for Piper to <laughs> deal with these ginormous skeletons that moved and had these eyes that glowed. Um, but this year we are going to be in Europe for Halloween and um, I don't know quite what to expect if we're going to do trick-or-treating or anything like that. But the cool thing about it is um, in November in Australia, it's it's pretty much the almost the start of summer and it's so hot and so it's hard to wear a wig and a costume and all that kind of stuff and, um, and walk around the streets. And so I'm really looking forward to being somewhere a bit colder um, and I think I'm going to try and thrift a costume. I think I want to be a zombie bride this um, this year. So that's going to be fun. All right. Anyway, um, the reason why we're talking about something scary today is because I find that when I talk to people about their businesses and their fears, so many of their fears come around having awkward conversations with clients. And there are, let's face it, most of our clients will be lovely. Most of them will be delightful. But let's face it, it's a rite of passage to have nightmare clients. Nightmare clients. And I don't want you to be scared of it. I don't want you to um, fear it. But also, if you have had nightmare clients in the past, this is a really good opportunity to kind of heal from that because it does feel traumatic having gone through that. And um, and give yourself permission to set boundaries, to come up with policies, to help you deal with them in the future, okay? Because um, 
you know, sometimes people don't like me talking about nightmare clients because it's like, no, everyone's got their own things to deal with and stuff like that. And as I said, you know, 99% of people, I reckon it's about 97%, by the way, because I I call it the 3% pain in the ass rule. Um, 3% of people will just be so irrational and horrible and mean and you just won't get it, right? But often those are the clients that hurt us the most. Those are the clients that stop us from doing the things that we want to do and and traumatize us. And it, it it is trauma. It is abuse sometimes when we have these clients. So I wanted to talk about some of the scenarios that either you have experienced or you will experience, okay? Because some of these things are just inevitable rites of passage. It doesn't matter how nice and kind you are. It doesn't matter how inclusive your business or accessible your pricing. It doesn't matter if you're high end or low end, you will experience some of these clients at some point in your career, no matter what you sell. Okay, so the first type of client is the ghost client. The ghost. Who has ever been ghosted by a client? And, you know, you get so excited about working with someone, they contact you, maybe you've put together a proposal for them or a big quote or something like that, and then they just disappear. They ghost you. And I'll admit, I have sometimes been the ghost client. I have been the person on both sides of this ghost client scenario. And it can feel really hurtful. It can feel confusing. It can be frustrating. But I think this is one of the scenarios where we can kind of understand and appreciate that sometimes money blocks come up for people. Um, sometimes their own fears come up and um, and they just they can't deal with it. So the only way they can handle it is just to ghost and just to pretend it doesn't happen. Um, as someone with ADHD, I, I kind of get that as well, is sometimes with ADHD, you can be very impulsive and then something happens where you just, you can't take the next step. So I want to give some insight from that, from being on the client side, is that um, there's been times where I've impulsively contacted someone or impulsively kind of initiated something and then um, it's too hard for me to continue. And so just to, and not all ghost clients are like this, but sometimes people will then send me all this paperwork and I just go, I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. Or there's too many decisions. I can't deal with it. So how can you make things easier for your clients to not ghost? And it could be really simple decisions or like yes or no or, you know, and so I really struggle sometimes with filling in forms. It would just be like this massive big form and all this information that I have to go search for and things like that. And that's not always necessary, you know, to to um, get as much information. So I'm not saying it's fair. I'm not saying it's right. But I'm just giving one little insight into how sometimes people become ghosted clients. The other tip here is um, accountability is so important right at the start with working with a client. And this means sometimes taking a deposit um, I, I've seen this a lot on Twitter recently, photographers saying, I'm so sick of people who are so flaky. I held this date for a couple and that, you know, for their shoot tomorrow and I contacted them today and they said, oh no, we've got someone else. And I was thinking, how is it that you have only contacted this client the day before? There's no accountability. There's no deposit. There's nothing in there at all. Um, whereas I've worked with photographers, they're like, great to hold the date, I need a deposit. 
And then they send me, you know, we're a month out, pay your next installment. We're, you know, a couple of days out. Here's where we're going to meet. Here's the thing. Like it's, it's an event. Like it's in my calendar. It's a real accountable thing. Um, and I'm sure there's been times where, um, you know, you could probably even imagine it yourself where you, you've initiated something and then you think, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. Or your, your blocks get in the way. You know, take that photo shoot example again. Oh, well, maybe I'll just push it until when I'm ready. Maybe I'll push it to when I'm feeling, you know, better in my body. Maybe I'll, you know, I'm feeling not so great. Um, I've felt that for every single photo shoot I've ever done, but it's in my calendar. I've paid my deposit. I've paid my next installment and I'm committed to doing it no matter what. So that's another way that you can reduce those ghost clients is to um, take a deposit and have that communication like in advance you know because it's then it's it's real um and you might think no but in my industry we don't take deposits no you like you can raise the standard of your industry um because then you have a committed client okay you have some sort of micro commitment um otherwise it's really easy for people to ghost and as i said i've been on both sides of it i can totally understand but that's a great way to reduce it all right so what about zombie clients now, by the way, I cannot watch any horror at all. I think I'm traumatized from sleepovers watching Chucky and Nightmare on Elm Street, um, you know, Freddy Krueger, all that kind of stuff. I cannot watch horror, but I can watch zombie shows for some reason. I love zombie shows. Um, but if I haven't watched them for a while, I'll have nightmares about it. And actually, as um, like, I, you know, I went through this stage in my 20s where I was absolutely obsessed with zombies. And I would be terrified of a zombie apocalypse. And I'd always be thinking, where would I go? If zombies came in here right now, how would I escape? Anyway, so a zombie client is someone who was a ghost client. They went away. Um, but here's the difference with a zombie client. Zombie clients usually have paid you something. But they come back from the dead years later sometimes. And they're like, hey, I'm ready for my session now. And you're like oh my God, my prices have gone up three times since then, or I don't even offer that anymore. And you might've tried to contact that client. You might've tried to you know, keep them accountable. You might've tried to get them to book in and they absolutely ghosted you. So what do you do about that kind of client? Because that can be really, really frustrating. Um, now, the first thing is um, it's totally okay to say no and say, hey, just a reminder, like I, I contacted you like three times for this, you know, we've, it's expired now. And that could be anything, a service, a product. Um, it's like, well, you know, it expired. Most of the time, though, people do not have any contracts in place for this. No terms and conditions at all. Um, and so if you do have terms and conditions, feel free to go back to that and say, hey, just let you know. Um, and also your reminders should have had that in there too, just to say, hey, just to let you know, you know, you've only got 30, 30 days to book your session or you've only got, um, you know, another 30 days to redeem your voucher. Um, and then after that, it's expired, right? Um, if you didn't have any of that, sometimes you have to suck it up. And that really sucks. It's a painful lesson, especially if your prices have gone up, especially, you know, if they're a painful client, whatever. But it's never too late to set a new boundary around that. So if they're like, oh, let me, and you go, great, just to let you know, you know, everything now has a 30-day, um, you know, expiry on it. So here are all the details you need to know. 
here's how you book your thing, here's how you redeem your voucher, whatever. I'm going to extend it for the next 30 days. And after that, it's expired. And and just be okay with, like, sometimes people don't like you for it. You know, sometimes people then threaten to, um, well, I'll report you to the business bureau and things like that. And this is not legal advice at all. Um, this is entertainment purposes only. But, you know, check with your with your laws and things like that. But I find that those clients who threaten to badmouth you, they have done this to so many people. You know, sometimes genuinely people forgot and they're like, look, you know, my grandma died and I'm sorry I ghosted you. Like all of that is always at your discretion, always. And sometimes things happen, you know, and that's okay. You can have compassion and still have boundaries and all of those beautiful things. Um, but sometimes they're the people who take no accountability, no responsibility. They're cheeky as all out and they'll threaten to badmouth you. But the thing is, they've done it to millions of people, you know, and they've like, whatever, let them badmouth you. You can just hand on heart, just go, yep, that's fine. You know, and if they do badmouth you on the internet, you can respond or you can just leave it. Most of the time, sometimes people like that, they just want, they just want to fight, you know, and you can just go, fine, let it go. Um, I've had zombie refund requests come up, you know, years later, and they'll be like, you know, I, I just realized, you know, I, I didn't do anything in boot camp and I hated it and. I've had someone say, I've, you know, I've converted to being a Christian. Now I realize that you're a witch and it's anti-Christian and I want my money back. And I was like, this is a year after the refund period. You know, I just respectfully decline. And what happens sometimes with these um, zombie clients, and I have compassion for it, but, and yet not, is they're in a tight spot financially and they're looking at everything they've bought in the last year. And they're sending these little messages out to see who will feel guilty enough to give them money back. Who can they guilt to give money back? And I see it again and again. And often again, these people are repeat offenders. Um, And they don't have any shame about it at all. Especially I've seen it where people have, um, you know, used your product, used your service, raved about you, and then they've suddenly switched. And that's another type of client, which we'll talk about after this quick break. All right, see you in a sec. Hi there, my name is Almira Bardai. I'm in Vancouver, Canada. My biggest aha moment actually came from your email newsletter. I've done your money boot camp, so I'm on the newsletter list. And the breakthrough was all about passive income. Money is not hard to make. You don't have to work harder. Money can just come to me and flow to me. And I really had to get rid of all of my money blocks and mind blocks about deserving passive income. Thank you, Denise. It was awesome. Hey, welcome back. This is just such a fun episode. I was um, thinking about this as I was driving to the podcast studio today and I was getting so excited about all the different, uh, you know, evil creatures and Halloween themes that we can look at with this because it is scary having to have conversations with people. It is scary when people threaten to sue you or to badmouth you. Um, Even when you're in the right, it feels really scary. So let's talk about the client that flips from your um, biggest fan to your worst nightmare. And these are the Jekyll and Hyde clients the two personality clients. Um, you know, you could think of them as werewolf clients sometimes, right? Where they just like 
which could absolutely turn. Um, and this is probably one of the hardest lessons to learn, but then it saves you from so much heartache later on. And I had this very early on in my um, coaching career when I was doing coaching and I didn't see it and now I will see it from a mile away. It's the client who's almost too complimentary. You know, they start to be, just be like, you have saved my life. You, have, you are the best thing since sliced bread. I love you so much. And I've had clients say that to me and it's just fine, right? It's just like nice and normal and I, I can receive it and they can say it and it's not weird. But it's the ones you can feel the difference when it's just a little bit too much. And it can be very tempting, I think, at the start to um, to believe it because it feels really nice to think, oh, my God, I've helped this person so much. It feels so good. And then what I find is that person then uses that, um, you know, over complimentary personality to kind of get special favors. So they might text you or they might email you a lot or start messaging you a lot. And this is where it can flip a little bit. If you set even a little boundary or if something happens in their life, they can suddenly switch and blame you for everything, everything. Um, And let's face it here sometimes too, there can be a mental health component. And I was absolutely guilty of this in my early days where I there was clients that I should have just said, hey, that's out of my scope. You know, that's that's more of a question for your therapist or that's something that you should explore in therapy. That's not my remit. Um, and so hand on heart, I'm, I made some mistakes around this. And, you know, this is not um, blaming or marginalizing anyone with men- mental health issues. I've gone through similar things myself. But it's just really hard when you enmesh yourself with somebody um, who will very quickly blame you or, um, you know, have a mental health crisis and latch onto you as someone who is at fault for that. Um, It can be very scary. It can be um, incredibly difficult to know what to do. Um, And whether or not someone is going through a massive mental health crisis or it's just someone who some people like chaos, you know, it, it is true. Again, they will threaten to badmouth you. They will threaten to burn your business. They'll threaten to tell all your clients all the things. And that's okay. Again, you can disengage. You can, um, you know, lovingly block people. I have actually really had to do some energy work on some people to disengage, to cut cords, to protect myself. Um, and I've had some, I've had some actually really kind of scary situations around this. And this is why I think it's so important to protect yourself at the start. You know, even if you think, wow, you know, this client, we've, we've got so much in common. It's like, it's still okay to protect yourself, protect where you live, protect your address, um, you know, not give out your personal phone number if you don't want to. And I'm not saying any of this to scare and terrify you. I just think it's really smart to start how you mean to go on because not everyone has the best of intentions. They really don't. And some people, you don't know how they're going to react. Um, I've had someone, you know, I didn't have my address anywhere publicly. I didn't think online. I've had someone go a bit weird on me and 
threatened to sue me, but have having things come to my house. And I was like, how do they even know where I live? You know, and that made me feel a little bit weird um, and a bit, a bit scared. Um, don't be afraid to get legal advice on some clients, but also, you know, you can just, I remember there was, um, you know, one client who threatened to sue me over, uh, it wasn't, sorry, it wasn't even a client. It was um, someone on social media, but I just kept on saying, great, you know, here's my lawyer's details. You know, they just wanted me to react. They wanted, you know, me to be fearful of it. And I was just like, that's fine. You know, if you want to sue me, that's totally fine. Here's my Here's my lawyer's details. Here, here, go by the channels, and then I got my team to respond. It's like, no, you don't get you don't get extra attention just because you want it, you know. And that can be that can be really hard to those those people who just they want your attention. And this is the kind of next kind of client too. It's the um, it's the vampire client. It's the energy vampire kind of client. Um, and sometimes these people are not even your actual official clients. They could be people who are. Um, constantly contacting you for free advice, constantly contacting you for more information, but not taking action on what you're telling them to do. Um, it could be people who are, um, you know, buying and refunding all the time, changing their mind. And I, I've had that. Um, I remember with maybe it was a, an event, and it was you know this person had kind of bought and refunded, bought and refunded, and I just said that's fine. You can't, you know, this is obviously not the right purchase for you and I don't want it to be a stressful thing for you so you know I'm declining your applications going forward and you can see that there's a neutrality around that for me now the first couple of times that happens you feel so bad and I think um, women especially are taught at a young age to be kind and inclusive and give people the benefit of the doubt and setting boundaries can feel really scary and like you're being a real bitch um, and by the way, if you do need help on boundaries, my friend Randy Buckley um, has amazing resources around this. And um, if you look for her on Instagram, Randy Buckley, um, she shares a lot around boundaries, but she has a course called um, Boundaries for Kind People because we all think that sometimes setting boundaries is not a kind thing to do. And so she can really help healthy boundaries for kind people I think it's called and so you can look that up um but there will be people who um are energy vampires and I've seen this also in groups if you have maybe a Facebook group or a community group or a mastermind that you run sometimes there are people in that group who spoil the experience for everybody and this is incredibly difficult. And I've heard this from friends who've who've said, oh my God, all of my clients have said that they won't come on the retreat if this person comes or they don't want to be a part of the mastermind anymore because each time this person gets on a call or has a, um, you know, like a hot seat, everyone just wants to just leave the call. And that spoils it for everybody, you know, and it's it's your responsibility to keep the energy safe in a, a safe container and so in that case, um, like, and I, I can tell you this not from legal advice and you might not think this is good either, but sometimes with those people, you, you just have to be like, you know what? I think you've outgrown this container. You know, I think because sometimes those people have some narcissistic tendencies as well. And it's the only way to really appeal to their narcissism to be like, you've outgrown this. You're too good for this now. Because if you were to give them honest, true feedback, they wouldn't take it. 
they wouldn't take it and they sometimes turn really nasty. Um, And so, you know, you might not think that's an ethical approach, but I found that that is sometimes the kindest kind of approach to do that. Um, In my Money Bootcamp group, um, I've run that group for 12 years. I've literally thrown out maybe three people in that whole time. There, there have been people, though, that we've had to sort of say, look, you know, your, your energy is impacting other people's um, experience in this group. And that can be really hard for people to take. You know, like we've had to mute sometimes people. We've given them warnings. And um, the human dynamics of it can be really tricky. I also find, though, that setting a really strong intention about who you want to attract um, can be very powerful. Because I've found since I've really made that intention that, you know, I'm going to attract people who are self-reliant and, um, you know, people who are self-aware, the people that we have in Money Bootcamp are just the most amazing, beautiful, self-aware people. And yes, sometimes we still have people that we have to go, ah, come on, you know, you're breaking the rules. But um, there's a massive intention around that when you set boundaries that you do seem to attract different type of people. Um, So... Yeah, they're the the vampires, the energy vampires. It's okay to um, not engage. Don't invite them in is the rule with vampires. Um, You might have an assistant or a fake assistant. I'm okay with fake assistants. I think it's really important to have separation sometimes between you and your inbox, you and customer service, because people can be very entitled, I think. And I think sometimes they take it better from someone else. for finance-related things too, if someone's got a default payment or you know they're they're late with their payments, Dave from accounts works wonders. And unfortunately, I found that having a, a male, um, you know, finance person works better than a female fi- finance person. Um, I have my husband Mark is in our business, and he often will um, like take over things like speaking requests. Because speaking requests for me, I'm always less like, oh, yeah, I'll speak at your conference. Yeah, I believe in what you do. Okay, I won't charge my fee. Whereas he's got no qualms of just going, here's Denise's speaker's fee. And, you know, she needs a business class flight and she needs to get there two days before and she needs this, this and this and you have to pay for hair and makeup. Like he's got no problem with that. And I also find that um, it sucks, but sometimes people respect him and he's just kind of bluntness than if I was to do it, you know? So that's great sometimes to have like a a energetic gatekeeper, gatekeeper to shield your energy from, you know, all the just requests. And I, I really feel that energetically if I go into my inbox or whatever, I just feel, you know, Hey, can I have this? Can I have this? Oh, I'm disappointed with this. And I can't, I can't um, just deal with it dispassionately. I can't, do even deal with it professionally I take it really personally and so it's it's great having my assistant in there who she does not take it personally if someone's like I don't know I want a refund you know because I know what I do is really good but I know that sometimes people ask for refunds for their own reasons and that still hurts a little bit sometimes so it's just easier for someone else to do it yep no problem you're in the refund period no problem or you're out of the refund period you know that's what you signed up to um, same with collecting money, you know, it's just like, hey, your your payment plan hasn't worked. Can you pay your payment? Um, it's just so much easier sometimes to have someone else do that. Um, what about the Freddy Krueger clients? 
the clients that give you nightmares, um, the clients that keep you up at night. Everyone's had those. Um, it might not even be clients. It might be team members. And I remember I had um, like a couple of months of every night when I was going to sleep, I would stay awake and ruminate about this particular team member and the mistakes that she was making and how she was so ill-suited for the job that I had put her in, my fault. And that's the problem. If someone's keeping you up at night, if someone's giving you nightmares, or if someone's just taking up bandwidth, then it is time to do something about that. Um, that's how you deal with a Freddy Krueger client is you, ha- you have to face it. And, you know, having a difficult conversation, letting people go, letting clients go, setting new boundaries with clients, lovingly finishing up with clients can give you peace of mind, can give you sleep back, you know, and that that is what you need sometimes is, is that peace of mind. So um, sometimes there's just people who will not go away. Um, you know, it's like, how many Chucky movies did they make? Like that doll would not die. <laughs> that doll would not die. But it's like sometimes you have to just cut the cords, you know, we are done, um, leaving no open windows for that person. And it's just like sometimes you're just like, here's your money back. Let's never talk again, you know. And I've I've had to block people. I've had to um, block them from contacting our company. I've never had to do a cease and desist on people for, you know, those kind of things I have for copyright stuff. But like, it's just like, no, you are done. You are gone. I just want to tell one quick story, but I'll tell it after the break, the, the final one, just about how the energetics can be just so important. But also before we go to break, um, I have a free resource for you. Um, and it's it's an ebook, free ebook called Awkward Money Conversations Made Easy. And if you go to denisedt.com slash awkward, um, you can just download it for free, no strings attached. And it has some scripts in there about how to deal with some of these awkward client scenarios, how to deal with um, requests for money back, how to request, you know, how to deal with clients who go over time, um, who are trying to pick your brain for free. There's a lot of um, valuable resources in there and feel free copy and paste them and then make them your own because sometimes it's just great knowing that you can have something you can just copy and paste um, and then you don't have to think about it you don't have to worry about it and I would say go in there and um, copy and paste ones that you haven't even had the scenario for yet because just knowing that it will come and knowing that you already have an answer will make things so much easier for you and then you won't ha- you won't have to worry about it Right. And I just find sometimes people will just respect the fact, well, as per our policy, you know, and you might need to tighten up some things as well. Tighten up your policies. All right. So let's just have one more break. And then um, when we come back, I've just got a really crazy story that I want to share with you. Oh, hey, I'm Amanda. You're in a self-nourishment guru and coach at my business, The Lilac Lounge. And I live in beautiful Fremantle, Western Australia with two daughters, 17 and 19. I'm curious, adventurous, and always working on improving myself and finding time for fun and play. I joined Money Bootcamp in January 2021 after many other money programs, coaches, and books over a decade. A friend was in bootcamp and always mentioned it. I wasn't making the changes I needed and I knew there was more to smashing my money crap than spreadsheets. After I joined, weird things happened. I got a 15k tax return. I'd never had a return, always had debt in the past. 
And abundance came in many other ways more than just money. I adore the community. The Facebook group is phenomenal and the mindset work and the way Denise injects fun into everything. I'd recommend it for sure if you're really ready to ditch your old ways and never go back, but you have no idea where to start. I'm so excited for the rest of the year to smash my income goals and 10x my online business and have fun and joy along the way. This really isn't like any other money programs or courses and you just need to do it. Hey, welcome back. Thank you for joining me for this spooky episode about nightmare clients and zombie and ghost clients. Super fun. I'm going to write a whole ebook about this because, man, my imagination's gone wild on it. But um, the story I want to share is I had this client and, um, you know, it was a very kind of, you know, horrible negative experience. And I tried to do all the things and let her go and all that kind of stuff. And I could really feel sort of energy between us. And I blocked her on Facebook, but I opened up my um, iPad one time and her Facebook profile was right there. And I was like, oh my God, what's happening? And I was dreaming about her, all this kind of stuff. And so um, I realized, I was like, oh, she'd given me some gifts, which is definitely one of those fangirl turned, you know, nightmare clients. Often that's what they do. They're, they're giving you things. Um, and so I went, oh my God, I've got to get rid of all the things. So I threw them all away. And this was still happening. And I was like, what is going on? Why is she still coming into my energy all the time? And I realized that there was a picture of her on my dream board. So it was a picture of me speaking at an event. And I put it on my dream board because I wanted to manifest more speaking engagements. But this lady's head was in the corner of the picture. So she was on my dream board. And that just shows how powerful intention can be sometimes, how powerful it can be to um, put things in your you know, subconscious mind. So that's just you know, nothing to do with nightmare clients necessarily, but just to, to say, you know, have a look at your dream board, have a look at what intentions you're putting out there and see what you're, what you're attracting because sometimes we're attracting exactly what we're asking for. So don't forget again, that free resource for you, no strings attached. And also um, share the link in your business groups, because this is the scariest thing for entrepreneurs is dealing with these awkward conversations, dealing with um, conversations around money and setting boundaries. So again, that URL is denisedt.com slash awkward. Always reach out to me if you want any advice around this. I can't give you legal advice, but I can always give you, you know, um, a hug. I can always say to you, yes, cool, go do the thing. Or, I, you know, tell me if you've just set a boundary with someone. Because sometimes we have that hangover feeling and we feel bad about it. We feel, you know, remorse around it. We feel sick about it. You know, if all you need from me is a thumbs up and say, yeah, great job, then I'm happy to give that to you. So always send me a DM if you need. But please share that um, that book far and wide about awkward money conversations. DeniseDT.com slash awkward. All right, my lovely. Well, enjoy the spooky season and I will see you on the next episode of Chill and Prosper. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.